Hello, JT Entertainment listeners. A quick disclaimer before we begin today's episode. The first roughly 15 minutes of this episode was recorded two weeks prior to the rest of the episode due to unforeseen circumstances taking place. So you will find a point in which we switch over and have more information, and the episode will continue on as normal from there. So thank you. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode two of the JT Entertainment Podcast. Hello. I am Timothy Pollard. And I'm Julie Pollard. And let's get going. Yeah. Let's talk some nerd stuff today. I think we left off on... We had another question to go over last time? Yeah, so I had a question I thought would be interesting since we were doing intros and stuff, but we're, we'll still kind of flow from there. So I was going to ask, just so, plus I, because I don't also know this, mm-hmm. uh, what is your first memories of Star Wars? Ooh. Like, what was your actual introduction to Star Wars? When did you know that you loved it? That's a great question. Um, I I don't remember. I know I was young, like I was a kid when I first saw him, and I was pretty much just captivated right away, but I really can't pinpoint back the first time because it wasn't like... I don't remember it being like a family thing, like, oh, let's sit down and watch this and like that. I don't remember how it came about that I saw the first ones, but um, I just know I remember seeing them. And then I remember, I do remember as each of the prequel trilogy came out, it was really exciting to get to see those coming out. Um, Still was fairly young, you know, Um, and... I loved them. I wouldn't say that I sat and rewatched them a lot. Um, and I think that was just because we didn't own any of them. Um, so I saw them in theaters as they came out. I think we had actually rented the originals from the library when I was younger. Is <laughs> probably what happened. And then, um, yeah. And then pretty much it just, once I became an adult adult and I could start doing things for myself, like then I started watching it more. And then I met you, and that's exploded. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's as intended. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember a time not knowing all of the original Star Wars. That's crazy. It was always there. Like, some of my earliest memories are just sitting alone in a room watching the Star Wars movies. Usually episode four or episode six. Mm-hmm. Sometimes all three of them uh, I'd plan in a row or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah. No, that's the thing. Sometimes you'll hear people talk about, you know, their first reactions to No, I Am Your Father and everything in Empire Strikes Back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I just always have had all of them. So I always knew the whole story. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, that was... And here, it's interesting because I was four when The Phantom Menace came out, episode one. Mm Mm-hmm. And I remember a time when it was just the original trilogy and I only watched those. Mm -hmm. And I remember a time of having Phantom Menace and like that being a part of the Star Wars movies waiting for two to eventually come out. I don't remember though like the first time I saw episode one. Yeah. So I don't remember first reactions or anything except... uh, that it then just became a part of the Star Wars I watched. Yeah. So. See, okay, so if you were four when Phantom Menace came out, I would have been seven. Yeah. Yeah. So. I don't know. Um, I feel like. I feel like Star Wars, even though I probably didn't watch it as much as you. Like, well, I know I didn't watch it as much as but you I'm growing sh- up. Yeah, I know. Um, But I feel like it's just still one of those nostalgic things that just has always been a part of, like, like, it's just always been there from every... Yeah. Like, I don't know how to describe it. It's one of those things you grow up and you're just like, yeah, Star Wars, like... Yeah, no, Star Wars... (laughs) No, it's the same. Uh, Star Wars was just always a part of my life. And then 
the thing was my dad and my brother Mm -hmm. had the Star Wars collectible card game. And so we knew so much about it just through those cards. Yeah. And so I always just grew up with all of these things. Like I said, I don't remember first seeing episode one, but I remember the days before there was an episode one. Yeah. Then I saw episode two with my dad when I was little. And I went with my best friend to see episode three at the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then... His sister and my sister were there. And then, yeah, then was was a long wait until... Yeah, there was a very long wait in between the prequels and then the... Yeah. What is, not, not what is that technically? The sequels? The sequel is the trilogy? new ones or the yeah. sequel? Yeah. Because you, you usually categorize them by trilogy. Mm-hmm. So there's original trilogy, prequel trilogy, and sequel trilogy. I do remember thinking that... You know, when they announced the prequels, it was exciting. And then we watched through all of those. And then when, back then, it was basically announced that Lucas was done. He wasn't ever going to make the other three. It was never going to happen. Blah, blah, blah. And, like, that was the big topic then. And I remember being so disappointed. Yeah. Well, he was done. And, honestly, he got so much backlash. Lash, he just straight said, why would I make more... When I'm just hated for doing what I did. Yeah. So. Which he eventually so went sad. and then started Clone Wars, though. Right. Which I didn't know about until much later. But. Yeah. So yeah. that's beginning. Beginnings of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Any, anything else in regards to that? or? I don't think so. All right, so that's left over from last week. Yes. But let's go into how we said we would normally start things in the what is new. And pretty much the only thing new has been our Clone one Wars. episode of The Clone Wars, Unfinished Business. I loved that episode. It was good. I think it was definitely the best of the new <clears throat> new episodes so far. The ending was my favorite. Yes. Very, very well ended. Yes. Are we talking spoilers? Are we... Well, we're talking about the last episode, so I'd assume that people would know we're discussing it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we can just say whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. I'm trying to formulate my thoughts. They don't come as quickly. Um... But it was it was an interesting one of those episodes where you're kind of like, oh, what's he going to do? What's he going to do? Like, pointed in Echo's direction. Oh, you yeah. Know? Except it was very clear what he was going to do. Although I do feel like, yeah, even from the very first, like, what is that? Kind of like the mini scroll where it has that. Well, it's not even a scroll. It's the, the narration. The opening title thing. Yeah. They always have those well, quotes. Well, see, I think the point was... That it was 100% understandable that the clones wouldn't trust him. Right. But I don't think it was ever intended to be that the audience didn't know. Ah. Because, like, it's pretty clear that Echo's on their side. Right, right. But it is definitely understood that it would be weird for the clones to be able to just accept him back after all that time. Yeah, that makes sense. So... I think how they ended it with Echo joining the Bad Batch was, like, super cool. Yeah. I think that's how it needed to end. I've always liked things like that when you have unique groups. I like recruiting stuff mm-hmm. when it's, like, the new person joins the the weird group. Mm-hmm. So, And it's good. And it's good for Echo because, yeah, he doesn't feel wholly a clone anymore. Right. You know, it's been pointed out, it's the Clone Wars, and he's a clone that is also now, like, half-droid. Right, right. So. So, yeah, he, it makes sense. He joined a group that also feels like the outcasts of the clones. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, it was just good to see. I'm glad that while you could see some trauma of everything that had happened, I like that he was just, you know... Back on board being Fully Echo. committed. Yeah, he was fully committed, was going to do whatever it took, even at the risk of his life again. You know, because that one part where he was, they were sending the 
that wave through the portal that he was plugged into. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, who was it? Tech pulled him out. But he well, was... Yeah, one of them. I think Tech was the one that realized. I'm pretty sure it was Tech. He was like, you gotta detach. And he's like, no, I gotta I gotta see this through. And even though he knew it was gonna hurt him, and then he ended up... He did. He got shocked, and Tech mm-hmm. had to pull him out. So, um, But he was fully committed to just doing whatever it took to complete the mission. No, yeah. It was, it was all around good. It's good seeing... The seeing the clones, getting that darker version of Anakin, mm-hmm. uh, not only just setting up like that he's getting darker, mm-hmm. but showing his detachment from the Jedi. Yeah, absolutely loved his line uh, when Trench calls him out. Well, you're not going to do anything. You're a Jedi, and he just tells him, "I don't have those weaknesses." Yeah, that's actually a a big line, and I think it kind of went over my head just seeing it the first time, you know, because anytime you watch something the first time, you miss some things, you know. But yeah, that is huge. He's starting to no, he's straight out acknowledging away. that mm-hmm. the Jedi are flawed, mm-hmm. and he believe you know we see it little bits here and there, but to straight just be like, nah, that's a weakness. Now. Yeah. It's showing the path that Anakin's going down. Mm-hmm. Plus, I just love Admiral Trench. Yeah, he's I think cool. He's, he was a good villain that finally, <laughs> once and for all, on. is definitely gone. Yeah. Even though the last ship he was on also blew up, so can you really ever be certain? Uh, well, hmm, he he did get stabbed with a lightsaber, so uh, I know. I'm pretty sure you don't recover from that. Yeah, well Darth Maul got Unless chopped Maul, in yeah. half and fell down a pit. Yeah, but Darth Maul was channeled into the dark side too. Yeah. Well, what do you think Trench is? Not quite the same level, although um I wouldn't be opposed if they brought him back. I guess I just thought it would No, I don't think weird. he's coming back. I'm just saying I'm just saying Never underestimate his ship completely exploded the last time also. Yeah. And he is a lot was alive, so. But yeah. No, I, I just like Trench and I like what they did with him. Good to see him back. Mm-hmm. Good kind of side separatist for Anakin to kill in the moment. Yeah. But yeah, all in all, and a very awesome shot with Echo. Or not Echo. With Crosshair. Mm-hmm. Doing his little mirror... Yes, that was so cool. I was wondering what those were. I had assumed that they were like explosives, like bombs. Yeah. So then when he turned and shot at it and it was the mirrors and that the bullet or well, that the laser beam just refracted off of it. Like that was so cool. No, yeah, definitely very cool moment, even though I don't technically think it would work that way. Probably not. My thought is, like, those mirrors aren't just reflecting it. They have to also, like, supercharge it as it's bouncing. It might be, like, a continued like, energy. If you're, if you're looking for actual answer, because otherwise the bolt should dissipate every time it hits a droid. Mm-hmm. But whatever. It works out and it was awesome. Not yeah. complaining. Yeah. Yeah, so beyond that episode, though, there's not really anything in terms of... Of new. new. At least not yet. Yep, not yet. We'll have a new episode of The Clone Wars, of course, on Friday. Yeah. Which will be the beginning of the Ahsoka episodes. Oh, I know we talked about this a little bit, but I am so excited. Mm-hmm. It's I believe be it's called Gone with a Trace. Ooh. So, I think, is what I heard the episode is titled. I'm just ready to see Ahsoka again, and I'm ready to have that, like, period of time that is missing to be, like, filled out. Yeah. You know. Yeah, no, we'll get to know a little bit more about what she went through. And it's interesting, because I was watching something where Dave Filoni, one of the creators of the show, was talking about, basically, there's the three story arcs this season that they're telling. Mm -hmm. And the first one is the clones and their perspective on the war. Mm-hmm. And then the second one's Ahsoka and her perspective on the war. Mm-hmm. And then the third one is both of those things. Oh. So the third one is when we'll see the clones and Ahsoka come together and yeah. at the end. Mm-hmm. Because Dave Filoni's saying 
If you're picking characters that The Clone Wars is about, sure, Anakin and Obi-Wan are prominent, but the show is about Ahsoka and Rex. Yeah, I can see that. So we're going to see, especially in that final, the Siege of Mandalore, we're Mm going to see a lot with Ahsoka and with Rex and find out how Order 66 played into everything as Mm -hmm. well. So exciting things, exciting things. Oh yeah, for sure. All right, so now as we gave the disclaimer at the beginning, from this point on is two weeks after everything else we just said. Yeah, now we're at the end of March. Yes. So, all right, here we go. Very end of March. So sticking to the what's new segment, now we have two new episodes of The Clone Wars that we haven't yet talked about. Right. So there is... Uh, the episodes for the Ahsoka's Walkabout, mm-hmm. uh, Gone with a Trace, and Deal No Deal. Yes, both were very different. Very, <laughs> Ahsoka I very episodes, much, and um, yeah, I very much enjoyed them. It's good to see. Good mm-hmm. to see. I mean, I like seeing a different side of it. I like seeing what she was doing once she left the Jedi Temple, and so yeah, they've been really interesting so far. Seeing her live outside of what her usual life was. Yeah, no, that's all a completely different world to her. Mm -hmm. And all she knows is what the Jedi taught her and Mm -hmm. everything she's learned from the war. Yeah. And all the practical sides of the galaxy kind of she's missed. Yeah. So it's good to see her perspective in that case. But also, it's just so good because as much as... Ahsoka's like, I'm not a Jedi anymore. She's like more a Jedi now than she's ever been. Mm -hmm. Uh, Everything she does is very much from the perspective of a Jedi and how they should be. Right. Well, and that's the thing, because at this point in time, the Jedi Council is not very Jedi itself. Yeah, no. So she's living more kind of like Qui-Gon did, more true to an actual Jedi lifestyle without really knowing it. Yeah. You know. No, and that's the thing is, you know, she's only the her entire existence as a Padawan has been within the war. Yeah. So that's what she's grown up learning. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it's like she doesn't even realize that what she's doing now is how the Jedi ought to be. Right, exactly. Well, at least not completely realizes it. I think she does on some extent because that's why she left. Mm Mm-hmm. But, like, one of my favorite things in Gone with a Trace is how uh, when Trace is fighting with Pintu, the little gangster guy, Mm -hmm. and they yell back to Ahsoka, you know, to stay out of it. And so Ahsoka does. She literally stands there, arms crossed, and watches it play out. And waits to be invited Uh, in. Yeah, until (laughs) until she's asked to intervene. Yeah. that is what the Jedi ought to be doing. Right. And really, like, where the failure of the war is. Because they inserted themselves into something yeah. that they really shouldn't have. Really, they had no business being there. You know, they should have been helping the people. And and in their minds, I think they think they are helping. Yeah. But... And in some ways, they are. Right. But, yeah, it's very much like, you know, what... Would have happened if the Jedi hadn't stepped in and gotten involved. It would have been a very different story, I'm sure. Yeah. Because, I mean, ultimately, from the outside perspective, we know that was what Palpatine's plan was. For was the Jedi to be involved? For, to get the Jedi involved. Uh. Because had all of this stuff had just played out without that manipulation... Uh, and the Jedi didn't get involved, then things would have turned out way different. Because, okay, so do you think that had the Jedi stuck more closely to their original ideals and order and had stayed out of the war, do you think they would have been more in tune with the Force to actually sense the presence of a Sith Lord and even narrow down who it was? Possibly. To some extent. Like, yes and no. Because we know the reason that they're not sensing him is that it's like an actual, quote-unquote, dark side power. Mm. Yoda straight says in episode two, 
you know, only the Dark Lord of the Sith know of our weakness. Like, even the Jedi know that there's something the Sith can do to tarnish oh, their ability to use I the Force. I never understood that quote that way. Yeah. Mm. No, yeah, that's what that's what Yoda's saying, is like, they're, they're kind of cut off from the Force is something that is a direct wow. link to what Palpatine's doing. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, so it's it's interesting because it's one of those conversations again. It's like if it wasn't that a Sith was controlling everything, the separatists were not wrong. Mm-hmm. Like the actual separatist government was pretty much in the right. Yeah. <laughs> but it was all of the corporations and the Sith behind mm-hmm. everything else that had corrupted that whole process. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Anyway, we got way off track there. Uh, yeah, I don't know how we went from Ahsoka to so, there, but... Yeah, Ahsoka. Yeah, yeah Ahsoka. Um, no, it's good. Uh, I really like the episodes. I'm not really fond of Trace herself. I was undecided the first episode, and then the second episode, I agree with you, because she's kind of... I guess she's just kind of young. She's kind of young. Yeah. Immature, unexperienced. I get what they're doing, and it's not like I dislike her necessarily. Because I I understand what her character's supposed to be. Right. But it's like she has this weird obsession with Ahsoka. That just kind of read read it weird. I the way I interpret that is like, okay, her older sister's over here controlling everything. Like she literally tells her, we can't trust anybody but each other, like, and so, but then at the same time, her sister's clearly gone a lot, so Trace is by herself, that's why she's so weirdly obsessed with her ship also. Yeah. And so then when Ahsoka came along, who's someone that's basically close to her age, and like, really doesn't have anywhere to go, she's like, cool, you can just hang out with me and be my best friend, because I'm lonely, like, that's exactly what I read in there, and I think that's why she's kind of obsessed with Ahsoka. I, I'm sure she is. It just reads weird. Yeah. It's like, it's sad because yeah. her defining character trait is like incompetent. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay. I think yeah. Rafa's the more interesting character. Rafa's a very interesting character, and I also feel a little bit the same way about her that I did about. Describe, I'm sure I know. Um, the the Bad Batch sharpshooter. Crosshair. Crosshair. She's, she, I'm warming up to her now in the second episode, but in the first episode and even the beginning of the second episode, she just rubs you wrong, but that's like kind of her character. That, well, that's, that's again, what that's she's the, supposed to be doing. Yeah, that's the intention. And so it's just interesting to see those characters written that way. Like, you're not supposed to like everybody. But even still, she's like this cool... Yeah. Interesting black market it's just funny kind of character. I think the intention is you're supposed to really care for them. Yeah. And I kind of don't. <laughs> like, in general, I'm interested to see what happens. But I think they're supposed to be like this whole, you care about their life. And it's like, no, not really. That, yeah. I care well, about how they affect Ahsoka. <laughs> that, no, that's the thing is like, to me, I feel like they're just another piece in her story. Yeah. Like, to me, Ahsoka is still the main focus. Um, Ahsoka herself, like, I think it's really cool seeing her be a little bit older in this one. You can tell she's a, even, right? She's a little bit older. Yeah, than, she's a bit older. Then, then when she left the temple, you can see her, it's like, also, her head's changing a little bit. I think that's partially because she is, yeah, a bit older and it's getting closer to the end of the war. Mm-hmm. I think it's also just animation styles slightly oh. different. So, mm-hmm. it's a bit it's of cool, both of though. It's cool to see her change because then even later in rebels right then she's even changed more yeah well i mean even if you've seen the trailer at the siege of mandalore she looks much older no i haven't seen if i have i don't remember yeah no if you think she looks older now she looks even older so during mandalore from this point to mandalore what's the timeline approximately it can't be long uh less than a year for sure oh okay but a good amount of months. I'm I'm sure that's the intention mm-hmm. is that because I think this is supposed to be not long after she left the temple, right? And the siege of Mandalore is literally the end of the war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but for sure less than a year because we've already dealt with most of mm-hmm. most of that 
the Clone Wars only lasted three years. Mm-hmm. So. It just seems like so much longer, I think, because Well, because of- you're looking at it by season, but when you look at the amount of time that passes episode to episode is not usually much. No, I know. But that's the thing is that just there will so be like much four happens. Ep- yeah, there will be like four episodes that, that take years. place in one day. You know? Yeah, but like just so much, so many different things happen within that three years that it oh, seems yeah. like a longer amount of time than it really actually is. So, But it's, it's also that perspective of um, you see, yeah, all these different stories, mm-hmm. but they're, a lot of them are following different people. Yeah. So that's some of true. them could have even been at the same yeah. time or whatever. It's a huge galaxy. A lot yeah. happens. <laughs> no, that's true. Um I had a thought. It's going away. I give up. I don't want there to be too much silence. If it comes back yeah. to me, I'll bring it back up. <laughs> Alright, so talking about the episodes, let's let's do episode by episode now. We kind of gave a general Okay. So specifically Gone with a Trace, anything that popped out to you in it? Um I don't know, I think one of my favorite scenes in that one was when Ahsoka was asked to stay back and she just stood there and watched. And then she's like, all right, cool. Do you want my help now? And then she went in there and kicked butt. Like, that was yeah. so cool. No, I, I agree. That's probably the best, you know, part of that episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Pintu and his guards. <laughs> I love seeing all these side CD people. Right. And so Pintu's like this random person who in the grand scheme of things is nothing. Right. But is like this big problem to these specific people. Yeah. yeah. And I love that he had Abyssin guards. They're so cool we don't, to see. We don't see them enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, basically, I mean, in canon stories, they've been mentioned a couple times. Yeah. But on screen, besides episode six, is it? This is, like, the only other time we've seen them. Yeah. Because episode six, you see them on... Oh, man. I think they're in Jabba's Palace. Oh, they're in Jabba's Palace. Oh, okay. They're either in Jabba's Palace or they're in the Cantina in episode four. Oh. But I'm pretty sure they're in Jabba's Palace. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, they're cool-looking aliens. Yeah, big, very brutal. Mm -hmm. They're very brutal race. So the fact that Ahsoka could just take them down like that was... A testament to her power. Oh, well, yeah. Like, this is amazing. Oh, yeah, when she stops the punch with mm-hmm. her hand. It's very much like in Rebels when she grabs the lightsaber from Seventh Sister. Oh, yeah. So I, I just love those kind of moments. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, no, you're Top nothing. Moments. Yeah, <laughs> you're actually not that You're great. actually nothing. <laughs> so I like that. I love seeing them... Uh, I need to find out what kind of alien Pintu is. I don't know if there's even an official species name yet. Yeah. Because there wasn't. We've seen one of them in Rebels. And even at the time, they were all like, yeah, it's something new. We haven't named it yet. I <laughs> still don't know if there's a name for oh, it. Oh, no. So. Okay. But anyway, so... that was cool. And uh, we got to see the runaway droid, the binary yes. load lifters. Mm-hmm. Which is cool. And... Uh, it deals with a little bit like how the Mandalorian does. It's like, you know, some droids are just messed up. Yeah. But, yeah. Interesting concept there. Some are just made, miswired. Yeah. And they're just... Yeah, there's just a problem with mm-hmm. the design mm-hmm. and... Man, those things can wreak some havoc. Yeah, I like... It, it's weird because its expression doesn't change, but like the expression that you feel from that droid it as does, it's running around. Yeah. Because it's not even like malicious and you, it's no, just, it's just like, like, here we go, let's go wreck some stuff. Like, yeah, it's really weird. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was cool. Um, cool little Easter egg I found out about that wouldn't mean anything to you, but once it was mentioned, my dad had some of them. There are a group of four aliens in this episode that mm-hmm. if you look closely, they are always popping up in different places. They're like in the streets during the chase, at the diner, at the end. And they're, it's an Athorian. I cannot remember all of them. And a Qualish. A... Slip, oh, how do you say that? The saber-toothed ones. I, I'll think of its name later, but... <laughs> 
<laughs> and a Rodian. Mm-hmm. But their outfits are designed like the original toys that were made after episode wow. four. And so they're in these really weird outfits. And I could show you later. I think my dad had two of them. And yeah, it's the exact like Kenner toy replica versions of them that just keep popping That's up in the episode. so cool that they would add those in there. Yeah. So yeah, me you as know. a casual watcher, like I. Well, I mean, I'm not a I casual mean, Star Wars watcher, but you get what I'm saying. Like I would not have picked up on. that. Yeah, I I didn't wouldn't have just picked it out either. Mm-hmm. But it was one of those things. Once I knew their outfits are so distinct that yeah. it's like, oh yeah, that's what that <laughs> that's is. what those are. Nice. That's cool. Well, so I think that's the basics of what we see in Gone with a Trace, unless there's something else that stuck out to you in that one. No, I don't think so. So then there is Deal No Deal, which I love even more. That's a good episode. So what about that episode, like, stuck out to you? Um... Yeah, again, probably my, well, I guess it's not the same, but probably my favorite part was towards the end when she, like, kind of, she didn't really need to, but when she kind of proved herself to Trace and Rafa and was like, I got this, don't worry, because they were both like, that's a crappy plan, and then she, like, Jedi mind tricked, um, the Pikes, the Pikes. At least the head pike, which was kind of interesting that he's the dullest of the bunch. Well, if he's, I would need to look into it a little bit more because he is one of the pikes mentioned in Dark Disciple. Oh, really? In the, one of the books that I've read. And if he's the one I think he is, he isn't very sharp. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it would make sense that, that it would, was, that that it would, would affect him. Yeah. Uh... But I liked even more that there was one it just straight didn't work on. Like, yeah. what's, what's going on? Why are we the doing this? The one right next to him was like, this is completely unusual. What is wrong like, with you? Like, no, there's, <laughs> there's something wrong with this situation. Yeah. So that's cool because we so often just see it work unless it's like a major plot thing. Like, right, that it doesn't You know, work. that it's Watto or Jabba. Yeah. But I like that it's just this random person, not even the target of it. Yeah. That's just like, oh, wait, something's wrong yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna. He's like, dude, what's wrong with you? You just handed her the money without. Yeah, proof. you're letting him walk away, and we need to check this. Yeah. So I really like seeing that. I like seeing the pikes in general. The pikes are cool. Uh, they're one of those major, cr- and the episode deals with this because, like I said, in the last one, there's Pintu, this random guy that means nothing in the big scheme of things, and they directly compare him to the pikes in this, like. You're going to a gangster. Like, oh, like Pentu? No. Like yeah. a major galactic gangster. Well, and it's interesting that people who live on the underworld and that's all that they know, they're like, oh, one gangster, another gangster. They're all the same. Whereas Ahsoka's like, what is actually wrong with you? They are nothing alike. Like, yeah. you know, you're dealing with you don't even know what here. And so, like, I thought that that was Oh, yeah, because they're used to some... Like the scum that goes around. Oh yeah, he'll rough you up and everything. But now you're talking about the Pikes, who are actually in control a, of quite a lot. Yeah, large scale control on a lot of the galaxy. Yeah. Yeah, you don't mess with them. I like how they're like, oh yeah, they they could take your ship as payment. I'm like, they could take more than that if they wanted to. Like these people, you don't mess with. But yeah, to them, they just don't understand. They just think, oh, it's another gangster. Yeah, it was cool to see the Pikes. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about seeing Kessel again. I was really confused thinking Kessel was green, but then they do have that mining area. Yeah. So I found out after watching the episode that that's actually been established before in other stories. That there's like two sides to Kessel. Mm -hmm. One that's like lush gardens and then the one that's just been drilled out to death. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting that the lush garden area can even still exist if half the planet, maybe not half, but you know what I mean. Like if a, a good chunk of it has just been like well, yeah, scraped to nothing. Well, because it's taken care of. I like it because it kind of gives the idea of, you know, we see the grime and everything of Kessel, mm-hmm. but it's showing you on the flip side just 
how much profit that's giving them. Yeah, that's true. It's like there's these people that are living this great life mm-hmm. because of the atrocity that is the other half of Kessel. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I like liked seeing it again. Looked good. Looked brought back memories from Solo. Mm-hmm. I think that was another thing that was interesting to me too is that like, um, also with Trace and Rafa, like even though they grew up in this bad part of town and they're used to seeing so much bad, their first thought was like, oh, look at all those robot workers. That's crazy. These people are so rich. And Ahsoka's like, no, those are Mm -hmm. slaves. Those are human, like, not human, but those are people, you know? And they were like, what? No way. Like, slavery's not allowed. And it's like, you literally live in one of the worst parts of a planet. And But but I guess slavery is not what they see. That's the thing Slavery's is they live uh, the worst part of Coruscant, oh. which is still the center of the Republic. Yeah. And the Republic outlaws slavery. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, as bad as it can be on those under levels of Coruscant, they're still on Coruscant. That's true. Because they, they obviously are not well-traveled at all. So they no, wouldn't yeah. know. They wouldn't know all this other stuff that's going on in the galaxy. Whereas Ahsoka's like, oh yeah, like... All this bad stuff does happen out here. Like, you guys don't have any idea. Like, But, yeah, it's just interesting to see, I don't know. It's just interesting to see all the different perspectives. Mm-hmm. Which is very much what I think the episodes are about. Is yeah. Everybody's seeing things from the other perspective and mm-hmm. the other side. Yeah. So, yeah, very, very good. Interesting to see where it goes now that Ahsoka's captured by the Pikes. Mm-hmm. We'll see how... They plan to get out of that situation. I think, yeah, the next episode will be very interesting to see how they try to escape and how they eventually do escape. Yeah. Do you think Ahsoka will call any... Well, I don't know if she'd have access to Do you think she would ever call anybody for help? No, I don't think it's gonna... No. Yeah. Though, before we move on, let's talk about Ahsoka-Anakin force connection. I mean, they have a really strong connection. Yeah. I'm talking about in the episode. Yeah. So the fact that... I'm not really surprised by the fact that he sensed her in the ship with them. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Because one... I think, yeah, it was a nice nugget that they put in there. Yeah. One, it was just good because you see that connection between them and how much Anakin still cares and what he's trying to help her out. But he's obviously also not, like, he obviously understands, he even says, I think, that he understands her more than she knows when she walks away. Oh, yeah. And so the fact that he, like, continues to help her just lead her life and not, like, try to bring her back is, shows yeah, how much no, he cares, too. It's what he, he needs to do. I just, yeah. I really enjoyed seeing that. Uh, also, because it called back to, like, two other things, in my opinion. The one most people caught it's very similar to the scene in episode six when Luke's on the shuttle going to Endor mm-hmm. and they're being, you know, they're asking the Imperial officers to let them land on the planet and Darth Vader steps in and he senses Luke mm-hmm. and they're sensing each other. And there's even similar dialogue with the, you know, I was about about to let him go or in this case, Yularen, I was yeah. about to stop them. Yeah. And then Anakin being like, no, no, let him go. Yeah. So that was really good. Nice symmetry there. It also brought back to my mind in Rebels when Ahsoka and Anakin slash Vader connect for the first Uh, time in years. Yeah. Which is a scene that always gives me chills. Because she's reaching out to sense who is this pilot tearing everything up. Yeah. And this dark presence. And you just... You know, you don't even get a reaction from Vader. All you get is the apprentice lives. No, I know. It just gives me chills. So. Yeah, well, because, yeah, you don't see his face or anything. You don't have any idea emotionally how he's taking it or if there's even any emotion there. Well, so he's it's killed just, that part of himself. Well, yeah, but still. Obviously not... Well, he he killed it, yes, but obviously it was still in there to some extent to the fact that Luke was able to get to him, but obviously Luke being his son would be maybe even stronger yeah. than his it, it is always there, but it took Luke to bring it out of him. Yeah. Because, especially when you read the books and stuff, he really did kill it to the point of 
he didn't even see Anakin as somebody he used to be. Wow. He refers to him as a completely different person. That's insane. Like, trying to imagine, like, doing that, like, just completely forgetting your entire life and personality and building this new persona and living that. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Props to Vader. Okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. Okay. Anyway, I really liked that scene. Yeah. It was a good scene. Nice to have in there. So that pretty well takes care of the new episodes of the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Besides that, there's nothing else really new to discuss. Unless we're talking about possible Mandalorian things. Well, again, that's not something new that's come out. That is just news. Oh, And okay. I don't intend for the podcast to be news. Got it. Especially since that's still not anywhere near confirmed. It's conjecture. Yeah. It's more than likely... But there's so much surrounding it that is... We'll wait until it's all confirmed. Unsure and yeah. Okay. We'll wait till it's either actual confirmed news Mm -hmm. or until we see those episodes. Okay. Yeah. So anything else that would come to your mind that you would like to discuss either in regards to something we've recently seen or something that's popped out in your mind recently that you've been wanting to talk about? Star Wars wise or just in general? It can be in general. I have a couple more Star Wars things for in a moment, but if there's something outside of it that Um I don't think so. I don't think there's been anything like big that's popped out. Um Yeah, anything else that would be new aside from Star Wars, I don't think has even come out yet for yeah. us to see and talk about. So I don't really have anything in that sense. All right. So, so one just kind of observation. So I have been rewatching through the Star Wars films. Yes. Leading back up to the Blu-ray release of Episode Nine, which will be tomorrow for us. Yes. Uh, and I'll watch that tomorrow and finish out that. But as I've been re-watching them, it just kind of stuck out to me just how gorgeous those movies are. They're beautifully done They look movies. so good. So that's just a random thought and it's like nothing even specific about it. Yeah. Just, I love how Star Wars looks. No, yeah. They're, they're beautiful movies. I think the last movie that you were on that I watched with you was Hoth, right? You were having a hard time sleeping, so you came out and turned that one on. Yeah, with Empire. Yeah, and so eventually you fell asleep, which was really cute that you came out to relax the Star Wars and fell asleep. Um, well, I, and so, I came out to sleep because I had work. <laughs> no, but anyway, so I kept watching it even though you were asleep. And I just, no matter how many times you watch those movies, they're just so good. Mm-hmm. They're always entertaining. They're beautifully done, like you said. 10 out of 10 Star Wars. Oh, yeah. No, I I love it. And even, uh, I mentioned to you at the time, it's amazing because I've seen those movies so many times and there's still new details I'll pick out every time I watch them. Oh, yeah. Even in some of uh, the recent ones I watched, the little things, I'm like, oh, I never noticed that was back there before. Mm-hmm. But, like, the big one was on Hoth, you see a medical droid actually, like, performing some kind of surgery on a tauntaun. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I've watched this movie for a quarter of a century, and I've never noticed that before. <laughs> no, the background, it, that's the thing, the background is so thoroughly filled with stuff. Like, they don't leave out any details. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing. You can watch these movies over and over again and still see new things. Like, it's crazy. I do. That's why I often just look in different places in the background. Yeah. Because... Usually when you watch it, your your eyes are drawn to the main thing happening. Mm-hmm. Then I started going, okay, I want to look at the background. But I realized, okay, I try to do that, but my eyes always go to the same things in the background. Mm-hmm. So, like, this time as I've been watching the movies, I'm like, I'm just going to pick a random corner that nothing's happening <laughs> and look to see if something, something interesting's in it. And sometimes there is. And is that when you saw the medical droid? I think that's when I noticed, yeah, the the medical droid with the Tauntaun. Mm -hmm. And there was some, I can't remember specifically, but there was some stuff even in the the newer ones. 
Yeah. That I was seeing. I'm sure there's a ton in the newer ones that we still haven't picked out. Yeah. Yeah. No, there definitely is. There's so much going on in mm-hmm. in them. Yeah, so that's that was just uh, that statement yeah. that I had. It'll be good. Uh, I'll mention this. So tomorrow I will finish through watching the Star Wars again, mm-hmm. which means then at the beginning of April, I'm going to start my first ever chronological watch through of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Also very good movies. Yes. So I'm sure as I'm watching those, some of the following podcasts will be talking about some Marvel stuff. Marvel stuff, stuff yeah. Because I'll have that fresh on my mind. But yeah, so I'll start with Captain America probably this Wednesday, but mm-hmm. we'll see. Yeah. And watch up to the point that Black Widow takes place. Then we'll see Black Widow. Yeah, and include that into the my watch chronological there. watch, yes. So have they, with everything going on, have they decide, like decided whether or not they're still going to put that out in theaters? What was the release date for that anyway? Not till the beginning of May. Okay. So what happens if they push it back like by a good amount of months? Will you continue your MCU watch through or will you put it on pause? I'll, I'll pause it. It will depend, but my guess is it will be around that time. I don't think it's going to be pushed much farther than that. I hope not. Yeah, so we'll we'll see what happens with that, but I'm not really that concerned about it right now. Cool. That was just a question that I had based on how everything is going right now because I know a lot of movies have either been pushed back or pushed forward. You know? Yeah, but it was already set far enough out there. I don't think it's going to... You don't think it'll be affected? Yeah, I don't think it will be affected that much. Okay. Cool. If anything, it's going to be a time in which people are going to start rushing because they haven't been to the theater in forever. So I hope so. I hope it clears up that quick. I expect that by by May we'll be seeing at least... A lot of a clear up. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Possibly it'll be pushed back, but if it is, not more than like a month. Yeah. If anything, it will just give me more time to get to that point. That's true. Like I said, I have 17 films to watch before then, so... Yeah. Yeah, I'm not too concerned about that right now. All right. So there was one more thing that I've had in the back of my mind for a while that we could talk about or we could save it. What are you thinking? What is it? It's kind of a deep subject. How deep? What is it? Very deep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm still up to go into it. All right, so let, let's talk about this. And so first of all, I don't want to phrase it as a, I want your thoughts just to tell you your answer is wrong. Oh, wonderful. But it's, but it's weird. It no, because it's something myself that it's been discussed a lot for years. And I had heard one version of it for so long Mm -hmm. that I kind of had accepted that as being the case. Mm -hmm. And my brain had to kind of rework the more I recently been hearing about it Mm -hmm. and hearing some from more official places what the truth of it is. I know I'm being very vague, but that's that's intentional. Absolutely no idea what we're talking about still. That's intentional. Uh, anyway, so it's something that just completely had to 180 turn in my mind, but I found really interesting and wanted to discuss. Okay. So what do you believe the term balance in the force is referring to? Oh no. And how it applies to the Sith and the Jedi or rather cause there's the prophecy of Anakin bringing balance to the force. So what is what is balance and how could he have done that? I said there was a lot of material back in the Legends day Mm -hmm. that referred to one way to look at it, which I had kind of bought into and was like, "Eh, it's not perfect, but whatever. But there is a recent way I found out that is more accurate to what Star Wars has always been that I love even more. Well, balance is not... The presence of good and the absence of evil. I know that. The force... Isn't it... Um, 
Ooh, I'm gonna get his name wrong. Gantu. No. Who's the big creature in Rebels? Oh, um, Bendu. Bendu. Okay, thank you. Close, not quite. Bendu. Doesn't he even talk about it too? About how the balance in the Force is not one-sided, right? And there is neutrality, kind of, and they flow together in certain ways. And then even look at, like, what we've been introduced to with Ray and Kylo, in a sense. Like, they were a dyad in the Force, which I still don't understand all that either. But, like, one was dark, one was light, and then eventually they worked and came together. Although, I guess he came more... I don't know. This is... A lot. I don't... I would think of... Like, I would equate the word balance with the word peace. But that wouldn't necessarily be true if there was always, like, a Sith Lord trying to take over and then the Jedi over here trying to combat that. So I don't know. Okay. So... You really messed up my head with that question. That's that's good. That's good. It's what I want to talk about. So for a long time, a lot of especially Legends material and stuff really dove into that idea of, you know, balance is equal parts light and dark. Right. And that's right? kind of what I thought. And in a sense, in a sense, but there's like there were people that said, yeah, Anakin brought balance because he killed the Jedi, too. That's not necessarily the case, though there might be a little bit of truth in there as well. Well, but also isn't there the argument that Anakin was the chosen one and he brought balance to the Force through having Anakin and Leia... Or not Anakin, oh my god, Luke and Leia? I mean, possibly. We have a definitive answer from George Lucas as to how he brought balance to the Force. So that's part of why. But yeah, especially like you listen to things like you mentioned Bendu, and mm-hmm. he talks about being the one in the middle yeah. and not getting involved and such. But Star Wars isn't about not getting involved. Right. It's about, you know, standing up for what's right. Mm-hmm. So really, balance in the Force, the more we get in it, especially like think about in The Last Jedi, is that the galaxy and nature itself already has balance in it. Right. Destruction and life and That's death, hot Luke and cold. That's what was teaching yeah. Ray. Is that there is a natural balance to everything. Right. Right? And so some people are like, oh yeah, when the Jedi tried to be so light that they mess that up. The thing is, light doesn't mess with the balance in the Force. Because light is about selflessness and thinking mm-hmm. about others, and it doesn't infringe upon the balance of the Force. Mm-hmm. But when somebody comes in with the dark side and is greedy and starts taking control of things, it creates an unbalance within the Force. So is that to say that the Jedi Order was becoming somewhat greedy and allowing a dark side influence in on them? It, to an extent, to an extent, the Jedi definitely had lost their way. Mm-hmm. But it's this idea of the Jedi are not necessarily fighting for the light. They're fighting for balance. But they choose the light because the light is what leads to balance. Right. Uh, In the book Master and Apprentice, I I would need to look up the exact quote, but I've heard it paraphrased as basically Qui-Gon says, you know, I choose the light because it's there. Yeah. Because it's the right thing. And so Anakin created balance because he killed Sidious who was disrupting the balance. Oh. Is darkness is not okay with balance. Light is. Right. So this idea of bringing balance to the force, it's not, oh, we well, we got to get rid of the light and equal it with the dark. Right. Because nature itself will already have the necessary darkness, quote unquote, yeah. if you would say. But it's those that are drawn to the dark because it becomes about greed and they take control. Uh, I heard somebody use a ridiculous analogy of, you know, balance in the force is a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. What? Right? And they they blend well and they work great together. But if jelly was the dark side of the force, 
the jelly's not okay with there being peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It wants to be a jelly jelly sandwich where even the bread is jelly. <laughs> what the heck? I get what you're saying, but that's crazy. That, that's just the analogy I've heard. Yeah. But it's good because I had bought into this for so long and people tried to create the whole gray Jedi thing, which I never liked because if they're gray, they're not Jedi. Yeah, no. But how everyone should be embracing aspects of the dark. And it's like, no, the dark is what's creating the imbalance. And the Jedi fight and defend against the dark so that the balance can remain. Right. That makes sense. And it's what they were doing, but then in the Clone Wars, that's kind of the problem that the Jedi stop into. They they stop defending the light yeah. and kind of fight for their own interests in yeah. a sense. Yeah. But it just it's just interesting. interesting yeah, yeah, I I really liked it because as much as like yeah, clearly in Star Wars balance in the fourth force is considered the good thing. Mm-hmm. But then if you look at Rebels, you have Bendu and mm-hmm. you would say, "Oh, well Bendu represents balance." But Bendu was wrong. Because oh, yeah. And he in the would, end, yeah, yeah, he wouldn't get involved and he was letting evil triumph right. by doing that. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Because even in the end, he changes his mind too, right? No. <laughs> he fights both of them. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, they're like, help us fight evil. And he's like, well, I'll fight evil, but I'm going to fight you too. Just everybody get off my planet. Yeah. Which in itself is selfish. Yeah. Which, which is yeah. true. Which leans more towards the dark side. Oh, wow. But it's very interesting because I think a lot of people with the mentality that want to justify a lot of wrong things that they do Mm -hmm. tried to make Star Wars about, oh, well, yeah, you can't let the light, you know, get to be too much either. And it's like, no, that's not the point. Yeah. The point is the light is what allows there to be balance because it doesn't encroach on the balance. Because it's not self-serving. Yeah. It's self-sacrificing. So it's interesting. I've really enjoyed kind of looking into that. And That's cool. It's what you see when you really dive into the films. Mm-hmm. As much as it can be unclear of what everything means, mm-hmm. it's like, no, George Lucas definitively said, you know, Anakin was the chosen one. Yeah. And he brought balance because he destroyed the Sith, mm-hmm. which was encroaching on the balance in the Force. Yeah. Unfortunately, to do that, though, we had all of the Darth Vader stuff happen. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting topic. I yeah. never even... I mean, I, I have thought about it, but I never thought about it in depth like that. Yeah. No, I, I really, really like it. And I like it so much more than... What a lot of people have tried to say about it, it's it's really good. It's good, you know. You know, Luke even says it in The Last Jedi. He's like, the light doesn't belong to the Jedi. Yeah. But they do defend it. Yeah. Lor Senteca in Force Awakens says, without the Jedi, there can't be balance. Mm-hmm. And that confused some people because, like, oh, well, but the Jedi are the light. And that takes things out of balance. It doesn't. Yeah. Because the light doesn't do that. Anyway. I'm just repeating myself now. <laughs> but I liked it. I wanted to get my thoughts out yeah. on it. So. All right. I think uh, if there's nothing else that you had about anything we've talked about or anything else that. I mean, the only interest, other thing genre wise that we would talk about would be skipping genres and going to Animal Crossing. Talk about Animal Crossing a bit. We could talk a little Animal Crossing. Yeah, let's talk a little Animal Crossing. Um. So, I've never played any. You've played a lot of I've them. played, of the main series Animal Crossing games, I've played all but one of them. Yeah, see, so you're very familiar with it. I have, from afar, seen it. Didn't really know what it was, didn't understand it, but from afar, style-wise and everything, I was like, this is dumb, I don't care. And then you brought it home, and I started playing it, and I'm addicted. It's very addicting. And... That's like the one thing I look forward to doing when I come home and I'm tired from work and I want to sit down and just play on my little island. Yeah. No, Nintendo, (laughs) I really like what Nintendo does. And we'll talk more Nintendo down the road as well. That's definitely something I'll want to get into. Mm -hmm. 
But yes, Animal Crossing is one of my favorites. I got into it with the original. Uh, it was my grandma's game. Mm-hmm. She let me play it a little while. Uh, and then eventually I got my own copy mm-hmm. and started playing it. So I've been playing it for a good 18 years now. So did now. you bring it into the house and then your mom liked it too? So when the original game... It was pretty much just me that played it. I think my sister did a bit too, maybe. Mm -hmm. But it was mostly just me. Uh, Then the second one, it was another circumstance. It wasn't my game, but I played on my grandma's because they were all about Animal Crossing. Mm -hmm. And so I got to have a person in her town, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, And I played that only very little bit because I didn't have a lot of access to it. Yeah. But then the third one, City Folk, I had gotten it. And yeah, then the whole family started playing it. And we all had that town together for a long time. Mm -hmm. Then the one after that, New Leaf, I was only for the 3DS. Mm -hmm. So none of us got a chance to play it. Oh, yeah. Until now with New Horizons for the Switch, Mm -hmm. we're all playing it again. Oh, so there's not even that many of them. Yeah, there's five main series games. I mean... The series only been around for like 18 years. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, it it's a lot of fun. It's so cute. Um, I love being able to just do whatever I want. Yeah. Plant flowers, rip them up, go plant them again, like move trees, you know. Fishing. M- fishing, fishing. Fishing a lot. My goal in the games are always filling up those, the museum. I, okay, that's my one gripe with this is that <laughs> you, you have a better schedule to play it, at least for right now. You wait until my work schedule changes and we're on the same timeline and I'm taking over the Switch. <laughs> yeah, except I'll still go and find all of those things as soon as I can. I know. See, you don't actively hunt for them like I do. That's true. Do you know how many hours I spent looking for a stupid oarfish and I finally got it? No. And now I've gotten like three since then. I've noticed that I have like a very specific routine. Like I'll log on. If I have mail, I check mail. And then um, I'll start at one end of our island and go around in a circle. And I'll do fishing, digging up things on the beach and on the town. And then I'll... There was something else. Oh, like picking up stuff along the shoreline. And then I'll go sell all of that stuff. I'll check in um, and get my... I'll check in at the ATM thing and get my Nook Miles. And then usually I'll end up buying a ticket. I'll go to a new island. I'll do the same rotation circle of picking everything up and getting what I want. Go and sell that. And, like, that's been my habit so far. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I haven't specifically sought anything out or worked towards anything. I mean, I can give you the rundown on the fish that are about to disappear. And you're going to have to wait till, like, September to find again. <laughs> if I haven't found them yet, I'm probably not going to find them. That's the other thing is I think you're able to play during a, a few different times of the day. I have like one time at night that I'm able to play. At you least have one right time at night that you choose to play. There are other times that you have every once in a while, but you just don't. You usually do other things. That's true. That's true. But all in all, 10 out of 10, I really enjoy this game. I'm highly addicted. And even though I have like the same routine, I love coming home and doing yeah. No, it's very fun. I love uh, being able to just relax and mm-hmm. have a whole separate life that you're in control of. Yeah. With awesome animals to talk to. Yeah. Yeah. I like that our little island community is building up. Mm-hmm. We're actually getting, you know, quote unquote, brick and mortar stores coming up. So that's fun and exciting. And I've had some new people join us. I know we're hoping for other new people to join us. Trying to steal some new people to join us. Yeah. (laughs) This is good because this is the first Animal Crossing game in which, like, all the members of my family have their own copy of it. Yeah. So we all have separate, like, islands. I think that would be the next thing that I'd be looking forward to is actually, like, going over... Yeah, with you and haven't. Like, yeah, I you haven't, haven't been able to. to do you've that been yet. able to take our switch over and go play on their islands, and like I haven't had time to do that yet. So like, yeah, when I have time, I'm excited. It's a lot of fun to do that. 
Because I haven't done anything like that since the original, mm-hmm. where every town was its own memory card. Oh. And so we got to do a little bit with that, like going to my grandma's, or mm-hmm. we had like another town that was somebody's. Yeah. Like, we did it a bit, but not like we're able to do now. So. Yeah. It's fun. It's a super fun game. Very fun. It. Very peaceful, fun. Yeah, relaxing. Relaxing game. Unless you're looking for an oarfish for for hours <laughs> and it doesn't pop up anywhere. Yeah, I don't think I've ever caught one yet. Yeah. So. I finally did, though. I'm caught up, I'm pretty sure, on fish and bugs. So April, I'll hunt the new ones. Oh, so is there new stuff every month? It, yeah, because the seasonality of the fish change. So every month, some will disappear, new ones will come, come in. in. Yeah. Because... For now, you look at the shadows in the water and you don't know what's there. Wait till you start seeing shark fins poking out. Oh, exciting. I didn't know there were sharks. So, a lot of cool stuff. That's why it's so addicting, though, also, is because there's new stuff throughout the year. It keeps it fresh. That you can only do at certain times of the year. Yeah. So, yeah. I say you always play the game solid for a year Mm -hmm. before doing anything else. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right, very good. I think that's pretty much going to wrap up this episode. It's a little longer than our previous one, mm-hmm. but at a good time, I feel. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that will be it for now. We'll plan to do another one in two weeks. Yeah. In which case, by then, we should have both of the rest of the Ahsoka episodes yes. to talk about. Mm-hmm. And then beyond that, we'll see. Maybe we'll start doing some random conversations. Yeah. Pulled from a bucket or something. That sounds like fun. Yeah. So until then, thank you all for listening and have a good day. Bye.